So, yeah, only God. Words begin with the same two letters as one good. O-N-G-O. Oh, yeah. And then forgives and thing both start with a f sound. <laughs> so, um... That's true, you cockney geezer. Yeah. Oh, anyway... Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that had its reasons. I'm Paul Salt. I want to fight. <laughs> he is want to fight. People always coming around and asking. And there he is. Are you want to fight? Does anyone yeah. want, want to fight here? Yeah, that guy over there. Hi, friends. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it is our 180th goddamn episode, and so we are going to have wow. a customary defense of, in which the Pauls align themselves a little <laughs> more closely with their original premise by defending a film they feel is unfairly maligned. My nose hurts. I do feel that. I do feel that. Ah. <laughs> okay, I think I'm all right. Do you feel disappointed with your workplace pension? I do. <laughs> ah. <laughs> what a fucking lead-in to any, any sort of ad you can do. Do you find <laughs> onions are just a little bit too hard to chop? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Help me, Onion King. <laughs> Ah, uh, this time it's Paul Onion King's turn, and he's chosen Nicholas Wending Refn's 80s-style martial arts action film. Fuck yeah. Only God forgives! Only God forgives. Ryan Gosling plays Julian, a drug smuggler thriving in Bangkok's criminal underworld. This is the actual IMDb description. Who sees his life get even more complicated when his mother compels him to find and kill whoever is responsible for his brother's recent death. Oh, gosh. The film features Thai boxing, gunfight, sex, torture, (laughs) and karaoke. It's clearly a glitzy throwback thrill fest in the style of kickbox or blood sport, but from the director of Drive. Definitely not a boring art film about male inadequacy. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone, especially the dudes in the audience. <laughs> Look at these. It's going to be fine. There's going to be no nasty surprises. Look at these tits. Those are pretty good tits. Uh, they're, they're, they're pretty good. You should go feel bad it. for seeing them, though. <laughs> It's like Verhoeven. That's fine. I know, yeah, <laughs> I know how Verhoeven works. I know how these um, Dutch filmmakers work. Oh, Verhoeven is not, <laughs> is he? He's um, not. I mean, neither's uh, reference. Well, I mean, he's Danish. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in a, in a way, they are both Dutch, and I think we can agree with that. I think, I think they would as well. In a way, we're all Dutch. If you really think about it. In a way. Might as well. Be. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a way, if you think about something, it makes it true. Absolutely. I always think about things. And they've come true so far. <laughs> Not many interesting notes from the production history of this one, but I do want to read this little stretch of the Wikipedia article word for word because it's pretty special. It's um very much Great. proving Eisenstein's um concept of the montage. You know, individually these sentences are meaningless, but when assembled together in the order in which they're put here, 
they become pretty special. It's a real carpet remnant world. Absolutely. Gosling had undertaken Muay Thai training in preparation for the role by that September, which included two to three hour daily sessions. Reffin also participated <laughs> in the training. Gosling and Reffin had recently worked together in the neo-noir crime, neo crime drama Drive. Julian only has 17 lines throughout the film. The idea for Julian to stick his hand into his dead mother's womb came from Gosling himself. <laughs> End of paragraph. Righto. <laughs> Copy pasted from IMDb. <laughs> line um, by the line. Trivia section. Yeah. Yeah. Whilst IMDb uh, cites Wikipedia. <laughs> it's all. They can reach into each other's website and pull the universe out through it. <laughs> like fucking Farnsworth pulling into the other dimension. Futurama, yeah. yeah. And pulling exactly, the own universe yeah. back through. It all makes exactly as much sense. God bless IMDb <laughs> and Wikipedia for making the world just a little less unknown. Now, <laughs> it was booed at the Cannes Film Festival, but also received a standing ovation. God, I miss Cannes. <laughs> By the same people. <laughs> they booed as they applauded. I fucking miss it. Self-loathing critics. <laughs> You have no fun in life. God, they're not. They're, they're, people don't go to Cannes to watch films and criticize them. You go for the fight. You go to get the fuck <laughs> out alive. You go because film is so important. The worst thing you can do is actually watch it. <laughs> I hate your beautiful film. <laughs> Come here and suck me off. Will it do the same to you? I'll say genius. Once they beat up Mark Kermode. <laughs> oh god, the film was. Re- Mark Kermode's going. It's all very droll. <laughs> the film was received by critics like a hand up the dead mum. <laughs> uh, Rex Reed over at the Observer said Ultraviolent, demented, plotless, creepy, meat-headed and boring This is nothing more than a depraved travesty of abstract expression That waste the films it's, print- the film it's printed on hmm. oh, oh. Meat-headed, eh? <laughs> yeah, the meat-headed Incidentally, reminds me, of, reminds me of Fight Club Alpha male film for dudes <laughs> This is like jock poetry Two critics at The Guardian had a go at it And one for The Observer, which is interesting but um, Peter Bradshaw gave it five stars, praising Reffin's direction, uh, Larry Smith's cinematography, and Beth Mickles' Good production man. design. Mm. Uh, whilst John Patterson wrote a negative review, no star rating, saying, I feel the ghosts of other movies, his influences, his inspirations, crowding in on his own work, suffocating him, somehow leaving less of him on screen. Interestingly, both men said it was similar to Gaspar Noe's The Void, Enter the Void. One is a compliment, one is an insult. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm not saying one of them said that it was worse than Enter the Void, and one of them said they were it was better. Both of them said it's very similar to Enter yeah. the Void, and one of them meant that as an insult, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense to me. So th- thanks, which uh, thanks for the the two sterling compliments there. Shining praise. I love the idea you could say, Christ, this movie was like Enter the Void. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh. tell you what, let me just get let me just get you in the balls. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. we can move on with our lives. <laughs> Uh, the public, on the other hand, were fast and furious to review this film. Uh, that's a reference to the Drive lawsuit where the woman sued for false advertising. I really oh, hope yes, she saw okay. this too. <laughs> I hope this oh, is a I double bill. Once, once bitten, once <laughs> winding reference, twice shy. But uh, I've got a good feeling about this one. This is a woman who decides what to watch based on, I guess, the poster? and Or maybe just the adjective that's put into the title. Drive! <laughs> I'll show up for that. So Forgives? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> That's not like me. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, UK Northwest Guy. Sounds good so far. <laughs> Over at Amazon. Intriguing. In a review titled, I Wouldn't Bother. It's like you already did, mate. <laughs> says, Ryan nice. Gosling's tried and tested formula of saying little and staring into space. Can that be my formula? <laughs> <laughs> it would It would be a, like a labour 
an intensive way of getting through life, wouldn't it? <laughs> just God, say nothing so and stare into space. It's just his style. <laughs> uh, quickly becomes tiresome and ultimately contributes to what becomes an irritating film. So, mm. the film has 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. 37% on Metacritic, God. and 5.7 on IMDb. So, Paul, you cum dumpster. Mind of fight. Why are we here talking about Only Gosling Forgets? Why? Well, you remember we went to see this in the cinema, Paul. I took you and Xavier to see it. Yeah. Oh, you hosted, did you? Okay. I think had so. Did you seen it before? I had... Yes, I had seen it, and uh... I wanted more. I wanted more feedback from other folk because the rest you of wanted... the audience left. During. You wanted more people to turn around and go, "Yeah, no, it's it was good. You, it's okay. The three of us now will be fine in this post-apocalyptic <laughs> wastescape um, <laughs> of our own well, imaginations." We, we we did this, and uh, I was very tired when we went to see it. I loved how it looked and felt, but. Um, yeah. it, was, it was potentially too abstract for me to get on with when I was already falling asleep. Um, mm. But like, we came out and we had this interesting discussion, um, which I obviously don't remember. And um, <laughs> but it, it was interesting because it was the three of us. Mm. And well, just the two of us. Imagine that. <laughs> it's better Dreadful. than that. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. It, like, listen to the home. If you can imagine the two of us, but then with an intelligent, <laughs> multilingual, thoughtful person. What is he? D- Japanese? Probably. Or East Something Russian, like at the that. very least. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, he's yeah, Eurasian. He's an Ian Colfer, <laughs> Eurasian kind of character. He's pretty good. Yeah. He, um, it was a really interesting chat. And and, and since then, seven years ago, the, mm. the film oh, keeps yeah. rising in my estimations. And, and I keep mm. remembering and going, yeah, no, I, that was a good film. I was just kind of tired. And yeah, it was yeah. H- hard to engage with in that state. Yeah. I wanted to see if this was time clouding my judgment or if it really was a misstep in Winding Reference filmography. Ooh, will the Pauls forgive? Let's find out. <laughs> in discussing Only God Forgives. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we start with Gosling lit up in red, and I think, God, I could give Blade Runner 2049 a go right now. Fuck yeah. If you want, if you yeah. want Ryan Gosling <laughs> staring into space and saying little. <laughs> Just pick up any of his films. He <laughs> was so miscast in La La Land. <laughs> what a waste of a lovely night and then he's just there and the droning ambience <laughs> from this movie comes in <laughs> do you want to fight <laughs> he said to me and i said no i'm more about that <laughs> yeah um <laughs> um yeah he's, he's lit up in red and i mean really poor what else happens eh eh <laughs> oh what else happens well we can fill in a bit of background um Gosling is the king of crime in Thailand uh, with his creepy brother, Billy, because he's American, and his henchman, Gordon Brown. <laughs> Playing Gordon. Um, <laughs> Playing Gordon Brown. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, sometimes, you know, you just got to think about your legacy. And they're, they're, all, they're all pretty rough. There's some, there's some Thai boxing going on. Because, oh, fuck, yeah. this is an action film, Paul. Um, fuck yeah. It's like Bloodsport or Ong Back. It's like, <laughs> good for watching one of it's those It's like right Bloodsport and Okja. Is is <laughs> full throttle action. Um, Ryan, Ryan Gosling is is obviously just thrilled by all of this. He's he's, oh, he's he sat it. he's sat in a in a in the corner of a series of rooms watching women touch themselves <laughs> for the next seventy days. Well, his brother's up to more than that. He says it's time to meet the devil. What? Oh, just an ominous thing to say. I'll be back tomorrow. So <laughs> it's a euphemism. <laughs> I mean, I have for fucking a fourteen-year-old girl. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go do that. Don't... That's what I'm going to go do. I'm looking for a girl, a young girl. I want to fuck a 14-year-old. You had so much over the weekend? Met the devil. I must ask him what that means one day. <laughs> I wouldn't so if I were sh- you, mate. 
<laughs> just a shy around him. No, mate, there's something much <laughs> bigger going on. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Jeff, why does this guy work here in the office? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Gosling's king of crime, runs a boxing rink with drugs, apparently. Brother, yep. sociopath, goes off, rapes and murders a chick. There's um, yep. a Not a 14 year old girl, though. Oh, no, isn't it? Just. Just the the daughter of uh, I guess she could be fourteen, but it's not that fourteen year old girl that he was looking for in the original place. He goes to a new place. And... Yeah, he goes and finds a different fourteen year old girl. To <laughs> it does yeah. get said back to him later that that's what he did. Um, there is a roaring sound and a character walks into focus. Oh fuck! I haven't watched my whole and drive in a while either. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. I'm gonna come away from this with a list. <laughs> is this um, gonna be a series? Have you got a series of jokes here about how no. this um, <laughs> drawing from? No. Fuck Lynch you. Slash. <laughs> you go fuck yourself because it's time to meet Chang. He's the titular god. But will he forgive? Oh, not much. Oh, stupid. Time. No, not not very much actually. <laughs> really he's, he's not. not. He, he's not really one of those new age benevolent gods. He's the kind <laughs> of. About. Oh yeah. Okay. He here you are, uh, father of the murdered daughter. Tell you what. Yeah. Tell you what I'll do. I'll lock you in. You do whatever you want. With this two by four. Yeah. <laughs> And this gun. What, what did you do? I killed him. I didn't say you could kill him. But you said do whatever I want. I said yes, but it was implicit in do whatever you want. And my murderous stare that I meant don't kill him. Because now I've got to punish you for it. That doesn't seem very fair, seeing as you led me in with the idea that I could do whatever I want. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, it's all your fault anyway. You what? You should have been protecting her. No, I'm, I'm actually a Puritan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a ruthless Puritan type. And... I am going to... I do operate on an eye-for-an-eye basis, literally yeah. later. Um, <laughs> only God forgives. What? <laughs> That's gone. Cuts off his arm. Um, it is worth saying that before that, he did very clumsily beat Billy to death, the, the dad, because there's blood yeah. everywhere. He made a yeah. real hash of it. And the guy's head is caved all the way in. He's, it took him ages. The audience, the audience in the theatre go, oh, well, I can drive. When he kicks, when he stomps that guy's face in, this is uh, this is going to yeah, be a great awesome. film. This is going to be so awesome. I bet once we get past the bit of all the murder, the raping and murdering of fourteen-year-old children, it was a weird first five minutes. We didn't really know what was going on. It was a bit like Mulholland Drive, but <laughs> I've got good feelings about it now. <laughs> it's a bit like Inception. It takes next. a minute to learn learn the rules and such. <laughs> the mechanics <laughs> of this of Thailand. So yeah, this police cop, police cop, this police cop, <laughs> uh, Chang, <laughs> this kind of. Basically, God Cop. He he shows yeah. up out of nowhere. He he cuts off the guy's hand, the father's hand, for having beaten to death uh, Billy. Uh, time for a not sex scene. Gosling gets tied yeah. up. Gosling gets oh. tied up. The girl disappears, then reappears. Then he's in a hallway. And he finds a door into darkness. <laughs> Two thousand one: A Space Odyssey is also good. Uh, and he reaches oh, in, yeah. only for Chang to cut off his hands. So the girl comes, and then Chang appears. Then he disappears, mm. and now it's karaoke time. Pull the strings. <laughs> did draw a lot from ed wood it's true <laughs> it was clearly an influence <laughs> um thankfully we've read good day today by daniel neofiti so we knew not to try and worry about it too much um, don't worry about it guys it's all gonna be remarkably straightforward soon um gordon brown shows up in order to <laughs> tell julian that billy's dead and he doesn't take it well well he takes it fine no. actually Kirsten Scott it, Thomas doesn't take it well. It, it doesn't go too well until they're continually. They go, wait, are you are you Tim Roth? I'm 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 not actually. A lot Gordon of Gordon Brown that mistake. Yeah, he looks like Tim Roth. Fuck yeah, Tim Knopf more like. <laughs> for the pri- former Prime Minister of England, Tim Roth is what he looks like, and <laughs> I'd vote for him, mate. 
I'd fucking vote for him. He looks like um, a proper laugh, he does. <laughs> I'll vote, f- vote for anyone, me. <laughs> Could you tell me their name? <laughs> if Don't I remember the name, just point. By the time- Can't read. <laughs> if I remember it by the time I get to ballot box, I went from Cockney to, to <laughs> Yorkshire then in, a, in an instant. I'll swim me, swim me knob around, whatever I hits, I votes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of swinging your knob around, Kristen Scott Thomas yeah. decides that she's tired of being typecast as a middle-class um, British woman. So here she is, playing whatever this is. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. An entertainer. And how many cocks can you entertain with that cute little cum dumpster of yours? What do you think of his line of work? I'm not talking about the fag boxing club. I'm talking about where the money comes from. He deals drugs, May. That's how he can afford to pay you to fuck him. Playing, um... Sarah Paulson from the Goldfinch, <laughs> but but with a murder rap. <laughs> oh Christ! So intuitive. Um, <laughs> we get a little. It's time. It's home time for God Cop. So the impossibly mystic, um, sort of mythic murderer removes his shoes before entering his home. No country for old men. Um, and then he he goes in and plays with his sword for a bit. He loves it. <laughs> what film's that from, Paul? <laughs> it's from this one it's from only gosling forgets he swings his sword about and he's just having the best time and the music and the music's all awesome so we just know that this is going to translate into some awesome sword action later on oh mate um, it's you wouldn't do that if there's not going to be a big old sword fight later because that's yeah man chekhov's sword fight <laughs> chekhov's sword practice chekhov's oil refinery so scott thomas yeah. Um, after ch- she's here to basically, um, <laughs> you got you got something on your Scott Thomas, mate. <laughs> um, she's she's here to chastise Hi, Gosling Thomas. for not. She's here to chastise um him for being rubbish and not for having already murdered yes. her brother's uh, killer. He's given because... the chance to kill the uh his yeah. brother's murderer, but he doesn't because yeah. he realizes or he learns that his brother raped and killed this girl. Yeah, which is which is. Uh, I'm sure Billy had his reasons, says Kristen Scott Thomas, which is um, yeah a good character note for us to remember. <laughs> Great. I feel like, yes, this very nuanced situation is now coming all the way to the front. Um, <laughs> Scott Thomas gets bored and goes to go see Thai Magic Mike, which has less dancing and more flexing. <laughs> uh, but still still Channing Tatum, though. Still amazingly just Thai Channing Tatum, but Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum. That's pretty good. It's not bad. As- that's it's quite probably good. the least racist thing I could have said there, so let's. I I, I feel good about it. Hey, look. Sometimes you just got to go for the the less the least racist option, <laughs> and that's all that's available. Oh Christ! That's what guys, kids at home. Is that what the conservative leadership did? I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> I don't think they put that much thought into it. <laughs> I think that young guy probably was. Um, Channing then Channing. Fuck me, Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. Channing okay. Tatum as Chang. Read the files. Yeah. You've got to believe um, it. Chang visits the gym um, that they've they've had, and I think this is just after um, they've the, the the mother has now had the killers killed the kill killer killed killer killed squared. Yeah, yeah. He the brother's killer. killer. Yeah, gets him gets his throat cut right off. Um, yeah. So Chang visits the gym in order to be menacing in a gym, uh, and he walks yeah. alongside. He looks walks alongside some pillars because shining. Uh. Yeah. I don't like this film anymore. <laughs> Good. You're, you're, you're right. You convinced me. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone, for wasting your time. <laughs> well, don't worry, because here's the dinner scene. 
and Scott Thomas uh, gets her Scott Thomas out, and she gets to say, yeah. come, cunt, the N-word, and cock, because apparently Billy had yeah. a big one. You know the way boys are, May. Competitive. And what with Billy being the older brother and having a bigger cock, it's a... Julian's was never small, but Billy's was... Oh, it was enormous. And a right old wanger. Is this Oedipal in some way? You know you have to tell me if it is. <laughs> Oedipus little. <laughs> you have to put a little disclaimer at the front saying, totally Oedipal, everyone. <laughs> Eat it Contains all up. Contains rad fight scenes and Oedipal themes. Eat it up, that Oedipal. Asterisk doesn't contain fight scenes, just Oedipal scenes. <laughs> Plenty of Oedipal um, scenes, though. Um, but <laughs> the dinner goes badly because she doesn't like uh, Gosling's choice of girlfriend and also his choice of literally everything. Just about and Mai doesn't like um, the heavy-handed characterization of Kristen, Kristen Scott Thomas, <laughs> so no one's happy. No one's happy. Everybody goes home. Uh, Gosling yells just once for the movie. Take it off! Big short. Mm. And he, t- he tells her to take off her dress, which she does, <laughs> and it's bad and grim. Um, he didn't yeah. even want it. He wasn't even going to wear it. God knows what he No, he didn't do. know what to do with it when she hands it to him, so it's, <laughs> and he's even headless. worse. Like Joker Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, anyway, Gosling isn't getting anything done, so Scott Thomas sends Gordon Brown to um, organize <laughs> the most a hit. effective man in history. <laughs> Fuck, lads, this isn't working out. You know what we got to do? <laughs> Get his number. <laughs> Gordon Brown organizes a hit on Chang in a Thai, in a restaurant in a Thai restaurant. Most of the restaurants in Thailand are Thai <laughs> restaurants. I find even the McDonald's is technically a Thai restaurant. <laughs> That that man is the order that is the most racist of them all, Paul. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a, a, a there's a bit of a gunfight, and then Chang hits one of the hitmen over and over again with a frying pan because boss <laughs> Reeves and Mortimer style. Yeah, it is kind of that sound effect. I don't pwang, know. Pwang, pwang, pwang. <laughs> Love it. Does uh, throw burning cooking oil in his face first? Though, oh yeah, so there's that. And then they only did that once on Reeves and Mortimer. Chang goes on a bit of a spree here. He follows. He, he goes back to the guy who organised it for Gordon Brown, and he cuts yeah. up. He cuts up boiled face man with a sword right up his front. He cuts his yeah. front off. Ribs, <laughs> ribs come poking out. Yeah, poking out. All and the sun goes. <laughs> the kid's like a bit much, isn't it? He was Nicholas Wedding <laughs> Refn as a boy. <laughs> it's a bit strong as a tie boy. Yeah, as a tie boy. Um, and then he tracked. Because he did that, that allows him to track down Gordon Brown. He (laughs) He unlocked Gordon Brown's level. (laughs) And he tortures him for a bit, using using the unusually large amount of pointy things they have in this gentleman's club. Thailand. Thailand. Well, at this stage, what with Gordon Brown dead, um, Gosling's pretty upset. (laughs) No! No! (laughs) Please! Um, Gosling is understandably upset. And so he challenges uh, Chang to a fight. Wait! This is from the from the trailer. This he is says, from the trailer. This is when it's going to get good. What a fight! <laughs> what a fight! Oh, shit. Um. So Stranger Things starts playing. Oh yeah, it's time for a big old fight. Oh boy. Oh shit. Oh well. I guess. That's... Uh. I guess he's going to go and train up for the rematch now. And uh. Yeah, that was the last note I took. So take it away, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, I'm worried about the the I'm worried about the discussion that's coming. Um, 
I thought I was in for a cert here. Okay, so <laughs> Kristen Scott Thomas then hires um, Thai men, including Ryan Gosling, who might mm. as well be a strange Thai man for all she's concerned, yeah. um, to go and kill Chang's daughter. Um, Gosling isn't aware of this until yeah. they're actually in the house, which does seem foolish given that he has a gun and it has been known to kill people. And Big picture, not... the family with X's through their faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, and does keep saying, God, if she ever kill- tells me to kill a little girl, I'm going to shoot her in the face a million times forever. <laughs> and everybody around back him. in time and start young. And if he just stopped staring yeah. into space and looked at some of the men around them, they'd see that they're all tugging on their shirt, you know, <laughs> necks and their shirts. Like, <laughs> He's not going to like what this. Are, what are we doing here, guys? Well, we're Dang. shooting the policeman. Yeah, I shot the policeman in the face. That's fine. I don't I'm fine with shooting a Thai policeman. It's yeah. Thai. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to kill the nanny. Okay. Yeah. Fine with that. And then uh, I guess we're going to kill the little girl. Oh. And then he, just, then he just stares into space. But because that's I mean, all he does ever in every film ever, they just think he's fine with it. I mean, I did say, didn't I? Didn't, didn't I say that I wasn't going to... I did the thing. I don't want to make a thing about it. It's just... I know but... we came all this way and you gave me the gun, which is lovely. Well, what do you what do you want to do now? I mean, I've got half a mind to shoot all of you, to be honest. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, do do do. Rather you didn't. Oh, you just gonna shot the nanny? Okay. Well, that was <laughs> fine, as we said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was part one. Tell you what. Why don't you get let us get within a dick width of um the daughter and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I feel good about that. Yeah. Great. Um, I, I feel great. Oh no! <laughs> uh uh-uh. You shot my face off. <laughs> shot my entire face off. Face. Ryan Gosling is different to his brother. His off face. face. <laughs> and then Ryan Gosling just doesn't finish the sentence. <laughs> he just you have to watch the space. For that, you have to tune in for only God forgives two drive three neon demon <laughs> face off question mark. <laughs> and that last bit is said by Keanu Reeves from the Neon Demon. <laughs> he kills. The guy who's going to kill the girl. It's a good thing yeah. he, she only hired one Thai man to go and sort this out because, uh, well, you know, she trusted. Didn't give too many up. people to Ryan Gosling to plow through. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Here you go. Uh, he's fucked up um, everything so far. He's bound to get something, right? Law of averages. <laughs> you think maybe he'd at least kill the girl by accident? But he doesn't even do that. He doesn't even do it by accident because he's crap. He's that crap. He's crap at being crap. Weirdly, at the same time, Ryan Gosling's also too much of an absolute fucking wet blanket to realise that Chang's going to go and just kill his mum up. Yeah, absolutely. In the hotel that. she's very publicly staying in. So, yeah, yeah that happens. Thailand, Jesus. <laughs> he goes away. He comes in and, yeah, gets the, the great idea to put his hand in <laughs> Kristen Scott Thomas's wound. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> keep rolling. <laughs> this is going to be... So, yeah, he, he does that. and then City of stars. <laughs> In order to get back into the womb, oh, it's so Oedipal, I think. Um, he had to <laughs> he had to cut a hole. It really did rip off Oedipus Rex. <laughs> I assume. Um, <laughs> put his whole face through. He put his put his whole bloody persona in there, and now he lives in Kristen Scott Thomas. <laughs> and and that's the end, I think. There's there's another bit, but I'm sure the rest <laughs> of it's just irrelevant. Well, um, yeah, Ch- Chang no. shows up in a vision or something to cut his hands off, and yeah. Gosling consents to that. Yes, yeah. go on. You know what? These have brought me nothing but trouble. Just get rid of them. <laughs> take them all off. Really? Because they usually only take the one. No, nope. both of them off. Gone. Don't both of them, mate. I don't need them. If anything, <laughs> it's better. It's better for um. It's better for prostitutes this way. <laughs> You're awful, Ryan now. Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were the bad guy the whole time. Yeah, you know, just because <laughs> I don't, just because I don't speak doesn't mean I'm actually thinking. The whole time I've just been screaming "die" in my head. 
<laughs> I've just been thinking really horrible things about old ladies. <laughs> Jesus, Ryan Gosling, you're a bit rough in this one. <laughs> well, here, I'll take yeah. your arms. And then he goes and sings a karaoke song, and it's the end. Yeah. Dedicated it's to Aliando Hodorowski. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I'll top it, too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That film he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love that. And Holy Mountain. And June, that film he didn't. So, yeah. How did you find it on rewatch? Second watch, I loved it. Oh, right. 500% more. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really, really liked it this time around. I, cool. I watched it at 5, 5 p.m. Mm. My, my decks were still working. Uh, I had a brand new, I've got a brand new 4K TV, so mm. paid actual hard currency for this film <laughs> and just let it wash over me in this gorgeous mm. high def, ultra high def wave <laughs> of, of sleazy black red yeah it was um there was just so much more to it this time around and i'm really mm. glad that i gave it the time as a visual experience it is really quite striking um the the yeah. sort of the use of color and um some of the shot composition is really quite mm. quite something it's um a little repetitive in in how it is beautiful like it's the same few mm. you know color schemes that are used and the same few sort of tracking shots and yeah. uh, symmetrical images but it's it's really it really is quite a, vi- a visual experience watching this film. Yeah. yeah. It does make it feel like a protracted note, a single note played mm. for 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and even though there are, like, I can see why people would have issues with the pacing of it. But for me, mm. trying to decide on a scene that you would cut or like anything you do to t- tighten it up further would mm. be like just trying to decide where in this one protracted note you would take out a bit and stitch yeah. the rest of it together. It manages to feel like one continuous thought. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. At a, a one one hour twenty nine, it's um, oh yeah, it's a much shorter than I remember as well. <laughs> it is, yeah, and it's it's fairly compelling. I mean, there's always stuff going on. Yes, you know, it's always moving on to the next scene of some horrible thing that Chang is doing, and you know, and it's yeah. next, Gosling's next sort of moment of not quite actualization. Um, there's always stuff happening there. Yeah, he's impotent. And it's, it's it's a, <laughs> yeah, just writ large in every scene. In terms of meaning, I think it's fairly straightforward. It's about Gosling and his own. Th- fearing of his own capacity for violence which yeah. is obvious um often associated visually in the film with his hands yeah i did read one reviewer who um wrote that his hands were the source of his violence which isn't quite right it's not it's like the um, Devin Sauer's idle hands yeah that's exactly what i thought and i thought <laughs> you could make a really great cut of this movie if you just narrated the hands like every time from Trier, like Weffen cuts to the hands just have them saying kill them put, put me in a prostitute <laughs> I want maple syrup feed me the world <laughs> and I'm left hand I suck <laughs> if you Can't thought right hand was rough <laughs> I'm also a racist <laughs> left hand no wonder you're the sinister one forgives <laughs> <laughs> holy god forgives yeah. <laughs> and then and then yeah added to that there's there's a yeah yeah that the the sort of male impotency of of in, yeah. in, in gosling is although his capacity for violence is there because you know he beats the living shit out of that guy in the in the bar yeah. and drags him out by his mouth and yeah you know he's able to sneak up on a guy and shoot him in the head in an edit so he has yeah. the ability to do things but he's constantly sort of second guessing himself and doesn't have the conviction. I feel like that's why he loses the fight with Chang mm. is because he just doesn't have the motivation to violence. He seems to have impotency 
with with women all this stuff stems from his mum sure. he, he's able to act at least fairly honourably in that he doesn't kill the, the daughter's the daughter's father the father of the girl who was murdered yeah. and then his mum comes in and he's just every scene of him being you know tied to a chair while this 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 girl yeah. masturbates that's and, that's the crucial th- thing for me is that he ties himself to a chair it's not that he mm. just sits there and lets it happen he has to with uh, restrain mm. himself and that's why for me it feels more about the idea that he is afraid of his own capacity for violence uh, rather yeah, okay. than his inability to do so yeah i guess you're um, right the impotency is still there from from his mum, mm. and you see in the way that he it trickles down into the way that he treats other people so it's it's he's a way more complicated complicated character than i thought initially as well because it was just there's some really interesting scenes there where he he's screaming at this woman trying to get the dress back that he bought for her and then when she gives it back to him it's, yeah. it's like he doesn't he, he, do, he doesn't even want it she didn't cry she didn't give mm. him anything yeah she, she, she almost does at all she does it defiantly and yeah he's just suddenly not not interested it's a very frustrating and very depressing <laughs> situation to be in <laughs> yeah um, he's he's just unable and ultimately what he surrenders at the end is almost his agency in the yeah. end is he gives up his ability to impact because ultimately he hasn't really had that much agency throughout the film his his mother is the sort of devil urging him on to do more violence yeah. and then you've got chang who i guess is meant to represent a sort of divine justice and therefore mm. doesn't want people to do their own killing and you could read that scene where he with the girl's father as like a test you know yeah. give him the means and see if he has the capacity for forgiveness and then when he doesn't chang steps in to punish him mm. um so yeah, it's um, there's stuff there, and I guess in that situation, Gosling is just sort of being pushed and pulled in one direction and another, and Chang ultimately is the direction he should be heading in, I guess, even though he's this violently retributive. At least, ultimately submitting to Chang is what he should be doing, and that's the one thing that Gosling's mother definitely doesn't want to do. You know, yeah. She wants to exert her own will on the situation and refuses to accept the idea that maybe her son had it coming in some way. Yeah, definitely. There's, I think agency is a good word to use, which kind of fills mm. in the gaps of what I was searching for with impotency. Mm. Lacking some of that agency in himself and his mum, yeah. <laughs> taking, taking so much of it. Because everything really does rot in her hands. Yeah, um, it's a pretty rotten situation anyways for as long as Billy's there. But um, mm. it's an interesting one because Chang is also... Although submitting to him at the end is is the most effective thing that Julian can do, like Julian does in the mm. entire movie, it's not to safety and it's not to um, any kind of reward or relief. It's um, it's more it's well, it's, pun- it's, it's interesting well, because there is a cut scene, not for the audience, not for the audience, and not in the final cut. But there was originally a sequence in which you would then cut to Julian being fed an armless Julian being fed food by Mai. Therefore, implying that he has achieved a sort of peace with himself mm. as a result of sacrificing his hands, yeah. and they cut that for a more yeah. ambiguous ending. But um, yeah, I think there That's is still taciturn within the story the idea that this is a good thing to do. Chang is not; he, he's he's forgiving in the sense that the Old Testament God is forgiving. Mm. It's like you are you are forgiven, but yeah, I will have to take <laughs> take a lot from you. So it's sure. a very yeah, it's a it's a really hard lesson. Yeah. It's a very good performance from Gosling, I think, as usual. It's one I think that so. does have this sort of uh, restrained kind of emotion, which um, you can really feel. Yeah. And it's something that Gosling is uniquely, at the moment, capable of doing. If you look at performances like Drive and yeah. Blade Runner 2049, he's very good at these sort of very silent but very impactful characters. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for me, ultimately, 
it is an interesting film and it's a beautiful looking film and it's a very dark and engaging one as well. Mm. I will say that when I first saw it, I remember being puzzled and kind of beguiled by it in the same way that I enjoy being beguiled by movies. Having now seen it a few times, I I feel I don't really feel beguiled anymore. I don't necessarily feel like there are layers of mystery. Um, I feel like I Mm. could now step back and kind of see it in its workings and, you know, Whereas, you know, something like Eraserhead, for example, by Lynch, I there's I have working theories as to what's going on, but there are still elements and things. And every time I see it, it feels like it's about something completely different. And I'm not sure that's quite going to be the case with Only God Forgives. It feels like it is a fairly consistent story about a guy who doesn't like doing violence and feels a lot of guilt because, oh, we didn't mention he killed his father with his own bare hands, hence, you know, part of why he keeps staring at his hands. Is that... Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't... I wondered if that was... An embellishment by Kristen Scott Thomas, because well, she she's just a purely s- dishonest character. Yeah, she does. Well, it might have been an embellishment, but it does fit in with the whole hand motif that we're seeing mm. going on elsewhere. So it might seem like a bit of a waste to throw that in. Um, she it, he definitely did kill the father because she mentions as much to him in this previous mm. sequence. So you got a guy who doesn't who feels guilty, doesn't like doing violence, does violence, and then ultimately chooses to never be able to do violence again. Mm. Um. And it's subversive in its willingness to show our main character as violent arising from weakness. Like, the things mm. that, you know, make him weak are his connections to this very abusive figure, his uh, the mother, and a kind of lethargy. And, mm. you know, that's what makes him violent, which is interesting. That there's yeah. a constant sort of will and call to action that he's um, not failing to meet because he's cowardly or anything like that, as, you know, mm. Shakespeare's Hamlet might be, but because he genuinely just doesn't feel the need but it is also fairly blunt in that depiction, you know, of characters like the mother, who's this big, larger than life. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I watched, um, I watched Joanna Hogg's Archipelago mm. the same day, which is a film that might, you might be familiar to you. Um, uh, because it's in a Stuart Lee bit. Um, I think it's, oh fuck. I can't remember which one it is. Oh, he talks about it as a film about a bunch of middle-class people going That's on it. a disappointing holiday. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that might be content provider. I think it is, yeah. But it's, I watched it, and it is that. It's about a family who are throwing a going away party for Tom Hiddleston's character, mm. um, who's about to go to Africa for years to, you know, treat AIDS. Um, and it's just, Archipelago felt darker because mm. there's this sister character who is the kind of toxic presence in this family. And because mm. it's so withheld and so dialed back, it just felt brutal in a kind of festive yeah. way. You know, her capacity okay. to just say the worst thing that you could possibly say without, you know, telling him that he hasn't got a big enough cock. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it, it hit me a little more. So there was a bit of a disadvantage from the comparison. See, I, I, I would, it's interesting because I mm. didn't really get anything from a Razorhead. I don't have any, mm. It's I find it really hard to invest in that movie like I do a lot of David Lynch mm. because for, for me it kind of misses, it, it does, I don't connect with it emotionally. Um, oh, that's... Which is not That's interesting. It doesn't arouse curiosity in me either. Um, wow. Where, whereas only God forgives. In the same way that Enter the Void has the city, you know, as a character in its own right, and as a very dark force that it feels like the characters are trapped in to some extent. As I, I'm, I'm way more invested in something like Only God Forgives, where the the emotional beats may be fairly obvious, but sometimes mm. that just has more of an impact on me. Sometimes it can just be like a, a a gut punch, and it does it it does leave a lasting impression on me. Um, and 
what this movie is is basically 90 minutes <clears throat> a meditation on one point and I just find that deeply effective and affecting. That is interesting because emotional investment was the probably the biggest uh, thing I didn't get out of on the yeah. Forgets. And I I rewatched Drive again today mm. and was just really just so impressed with it. It really is one of my favorite films. I think I have it's to fantastic. include that in the list. And it just mm. the the again you've got once again this really stylistic you know presentation of la and of um although it wasn't quite as 80s neon drenched infused as i remembered it a lot mm. of it is very subdued and very straightforward yeah um, in its presentation but stylistic only in terms of its framing and its um use of light and such mm. but i was so emotionally engaged not only like every sequence has an emotional impact on me you know just yeah there was a there was a very quick se- uh, series of sequences there of um, ryan gosling telling off brian cranston <laughs> for revealing the uh, the girl um carrie mulligan and that was horrible mm. that was a horrible confrontation scene and then you have albert brooks showing up in order mm. to sort of confront brian granston and that was awful and then a scene with um brooks and ron perlman and it's just mm-hmm. every scene here is just really hitting me in a way that i felt yeah that i didn't quite feel in only god forgives so yeah right well i, I it's like mm. with like with verhoeven's showgirls I refuse, mm. refuse to believe that criticisms, you know, and, and people finding it unintentionally hilarious. I refuse to believe mm. that any of this was unintentional by Verhoeven because right. he he's proven himself to be incredibly competent. The same mm. the same with one thing ref and I like I, I'm I, on the second watch I'm I'm look, exploring these scenes and and thinking okay there's there is not much happening here. It does feel re- mm. repetitive. So what's what's going on and and looking at the characters mm. that we're focusing on there is uh, particularly Gosling, but with with Chang, Kristen, Scott, Thomas, um, my everyone really. There's the, he. He also has a really enigmatic um, like cop sidekick who has constantly mm. red watering eyes when he's staring at these awful Americans. Um, right. Just so intense. There's a storm going on behind all, all of these characters. The, it's, mm. it's like the story's just playing out in their eyes without the mm. need for dialogue, and I found it so engrossing and engaging. Um, it, it, it was it was really powerful stuff. It, it's it's having f- faith in winning ref and to give what is needed to to make this film work is is helps. yeah. <laughs> it is interesting you say that. Um, well, first of all, I'm obviously very in favor of dialogue light sequences, and you get a lot mm. of that in Drive. I mean, so much of Carrie Mulligan and Ryan Gosling's relationship is just played through the way they look at each other, and it's just yeah. gorgeous. But it's interesting you mention having trust in Refn because I do find there's a bit of a barrier there, which is the same one I have with Von Trier. And I think it might come down to the Danish sense of humor. Okay. Um, where I've seen interviews with uh, with him, and obviously with Trier, he's infamous. And they both just present as dicks <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Refn, there's a wonderful clip out there of him talking to William Friedkin, and William Friedkin is also being a dick. And it's just these guys ripping into each other. Oh, I'm like you. I have no regrets about Only God Forgives. I think it's a masterpiece, and it is. I just didn't make it very expensive. Is there a doctor in the house? We, we need to get a medic in here. Is there, is there a doctor around? <laughs> I just didn't make you, it. If you I, think I that's a masterpiece, what is Citizen Kane? It's great. But it's very. In, it was an inexpensive movie, so financially. Who gives a shit? And I have just two questions left. When you were mentioning, I have a third. Where is there a medic for this man? When you were mentioning, did you hear the ambulance pull up? 
Okay. When you were mentioning 2001, it says in Kane you forgot to add drive. But we'll let that slip. We won't know about drive for another 30 years. 30 seconds. Both of you. Are you both trolling each other? What's going on? <laughs> And Fuck. yeah, it's, I, I, I can it's imagine curious. I can imagine how annoying that would be, like coming up with something that I'd made and thinking, do you know what? This is the best thing I've ever made. And somebody just going, <laughs> hang on, hang on, pretentious <laughs> much? Or... <laughs> OK, OK, I'm just gonna, I can't just back down now. I've got to dig my heels in. <laughs> but there's also something to him just sitting there saying, you know, I felt the same way about Only God Forgives, which I consider to be a masterpiece. And it's like, well, you would. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta let other people say that. <laughs> it's just, uh, but I, I swear to God, it's the sense of humor. It's just, it's like the British deadpan. Only, yeah. the idea of breaking it with an, a, a wink or a smile would, is, is apparently like punishable by death <laughs> to the, to these people because they never fucking yeah. do it. And that's why von Trier will say something like, "Yes, I think I am a bit of a Nazi. I think I sympathize <laughs> with Adolf Hitler, and um, I am just like him." And it's like, choking, well, they- but f- fucking never smiling in his life. Well, they- <laughs> yeah, I guess then that's a more extreme version of when we would tell a self-deprecating joke or I would say something, yeah. I, I know I do this, I say something that sounds mental yeah. and then the worst thing is when somebody goes, oh, don't say that. Or like, oh, yeah, that's not exactly. true. Yeah. I, but I'm, I'm not yeah. even insulting myself, I'm just saying something that makes me sound like a deviant. And exactly. the fact that somebody engages with it rather than just yeah. figured out that I was being <laughs> surreal is so shaming <laughs> humiliating yeah. it is um, yeah but you can't and then it's... go oh i was joking or i was being silly because you don't want to make I a thing of it i think you can i think oh, you God. can I, i've learned i think you can make it funny just um uh, because do you remember how in uh, the personal history of david copperfield um no. there's a bit where oh she's talking with her dog um yeah the, the woman is and he said oh i didn't know your dog could talk and she's like no it was me <laughs> yeah that's you can you can do it like that try and make like a, a joke of the bluntness of turning it down mm. like oh you don't really think that do you no <laughs> nah, was a joke. yeah but if, if that, was a jo- that was a joke i said if somebody says you don't think that do you then i can turn around and say no but if if they go don't think like that or wow no, don't. all right paul then turning around and going no that was a that was a joke makes me feel like i'm going and you're a fucking idiot and i hate <laughs> you so i have to just go hmm. i'm leaving <laughs> yeah go and then they never see me again and suddenly I come back with a beard and moustache and... <laughs> what happened in there? It's Paolo now. It's not all Danes because, you know, I don't think Susan Beer has ever... Beer has ever um, has ever said any... Has ever compared herself to Hitler or anyone else. And she's lovely to William Friedkin. And I'm sure Carl... <laughs> I can't imagine Carl Theodore Dreyer was um, in any way similar. No. Mads Mikkelsen isn't even... He's not even Hannibal. He's not even Hannibal. He's never eaten anyone. He, might, he might be Norwegian as well and not Danish. <laughs> so I, I... Anywho, we should be... I don't know. Let's try and wrap up. So... I think oh yeah I, it's it's I can see it I can see how you know you engage with this and you're seeing things in it I, I think for me I don't know I, I'll concede it. it's a really attractive film and it's it's a a, mm. a really it's a well put together film I, I think I would just considering the things that it's probing and how interesting those things are I'd have loved for just a bit more depth and if you're gonna make something mm. sort of Hodorowsky-esque Maybe a bit more abstract, even lean into it more and make it a bit, yeah, a bit stranger, even. Um, yeah. Then it might not appeal to me so much. <laughs> There's always that <laughs> risk. <laughs> it's one you're willing to take. I'm willing to take it in the hope of turning Riffin into the next Lynch. I think maybe he just needs to work with a screenplay guy. You know, he had a screenplay guy for Drive, and he was adapting a novel. Mm. 
I think I, I think his his incredible talents are best suited when he's realizing something that has been sort of written. Did he write the script for the, this one? Yeah, and Neon Demon. Oh, okay. I didn't notice it so much with that one, or not mm. not to the extent of Only God Forgives. I would say mm. that's the one flaw in this film is the mm. dialogue. It's it's a tad yeah. too heavy handed. Yeah, but lots of good things. So should we quick fire? Yes. <laughs> quick fire. Yeah, you know, we've been through the visual side of things, but really, every frame really is a painting in this one, again. Yeah. It's it's really something mm. to behold. Yeah, it's a very well-framed film and lit and just cinematography by a guy who did um, electrical work for a whole bunch of Kubricks. So, ah, cool. Yeah, so th- some of those references are definitely sort of because it came from the people who did, did the original stuff. Chang has a great look for a god. You know, he looks like a yeah. like a salary man. You know, he's got he's mm. slightly balding, kind of on the old um, middle aged. I love the idea yeah. that a god would look like this fucking guy. Bit of a paunch, you know. He's really yeah. excellent, and um, him doing his machete Carter is um, really great. Yes, that was one of my good things. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a machete. It's um, the Thai word for sword, which I thought I had noted down, but I haven't. Yeah. It's similar to the Chinese word. The Chinese was Dao. Oh yeah. D A O. I don't know. Dao. Dao. Correct. Cool. Oh, uh, D-H-A. Da? I don't know. No idea. But it's uh, that. No. It's, one, it's one of those. <laughs> hey. Cool. No. It's a bloody Dao, mate. <laughs> um, it's a the Dao. foreignness, The foreignness of this foreign place. I'm... It's very... It's dis- I find it disorienting. Mm. Uh, it's the viewer, and there's something about Gosling's complacency here, which is, is, yeah. is nauseating. Uh, there's something really striking about it. Absolutely. The way in which he utilized Thailand did remind me a little bit about that uh, Von Trier interview he gave where he talked about how he felt that women might be closer to nature, which obviously is, you know, something that would only occur to him as a man. I think maybe yeah. the way that Thailand is used is like it's it's cl- uh, meant to be a place that is closer to nature and the idea that darker forces mm. might sneak in. So, a, you know, and you could read that as a slight Orientalist sort of perspective, but I think yeah. it was... um. There was also a lovely idea of um, Thailand rejecting the Westerners, like a immune system trying to push yes. them out. The imperialism there was was mm. like the, the imperialist themes there were strong. <laughs> oh yeah, especially with Billy going um, out looking for a girl. You know that was yeah, that was bleak. I I took it as a not like specifically uniquely Thailand, but mm. of of being in a minority in a foreign country, and mm. it could it could be the reverse of um like a. a Thai, a Thai kid being in like the London gang scene or something, mm. but it, um, it would be a similar sort of feeling of, of of not belonging and um, outstaying welcome. Mm, I guess so. Um, Takeshi Miike did really but, good stuff uh, about that. Almost all of his films are about Chinese people living in Japan and the racism and out and feeling out of place that you get there, and yeah. vice versa. Actually, yeah. um, Stray Dogs, yeah, was about a Japanese guy living in China, banished yeah. to China. It's... He was a mob, mob guy. Well, that's probably <laughs> probably your best bet. Um, right, a couple of bits of gore. Start off Ooh. with the the brother's corpse with his beaten in head. That was nice. Yeah. I like a good beaten in head where the head just looks like mashed potato. Now, you know, it's there's... memorable, isn't it? Yeah, there's something about heads when they get done. You know, you think of like the viper and the mountain, and um... yeah, Pan's labyrinth. Pan's labyrinth. Yeah, Pan's labyrinth. And what was the one with a proper squashed head? I guess drive. Of a Siebler. Oh, yep, yep, there's a good thing there. Um, yeah, there's Fire something hygiene. about a, a mushed-in head that's really unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is the guy just getting cut open uh, along the ribs. That was, uh, yeah, that was bleak. 
Yeah, and his ribs poking out. Like, yeah. the sliced up ribs coming out. It's pretty rough. And the blood sort of trickling out into a gutter created by the rib opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bleak. <laughs> pretty bleak, sir. And didn't look um, CGI. Gotta appreciate that. No. Well, speaking of gore, then, um, mm. the demise of mm. the much-loved Gordon Brown. No, not Gordon when, yeah, Brown. He's, you know, he's pulling out... He's calling it not Gordon. He's pulling out the hairpins from from the um from this lady, and there's, there's something really chilling about getting all the ladies in there to close their eyes, which yeah. ostensibly is done to protect them. But it feels like he's refusing Gordon Brown um like witnesses to his murder yeah. as well. There's something really creepy about that. Yeah, um, they're all just like as if they're not bothered at all by his suffering. Yeah, despite you know why they are actually asked to do so. But you know he's he's pulling out the hairpins and inserting. He's he's got this thing of you don't see what's good for you so yeah, yeah he cuts his eyes I'll out take your eyes so you don't see and then he, he does that and there's a really horrible cut to his eyes <laughs> you can't taste what's good for you so i'm gonna take your tongue <laughs> you can't sit on what's good for you so here's so, your butt <laughs> um but then when he pulls out the pins and he goes and you don't hear what's good for you oh yeah you know what's coming and there's yeah there's about 30 seconds before he then just slowly slides into his ear and yeah all you can do is wait and it's really really horrible yeah it's it's really rough one comedic beat that i want to emphasize from that sequence um the first time okay he comes in and the guy's just like nah fuck off mate i ain't got anything for you you know gordon brown um (laughs) and then he gets out his two hairpins and yeah. Gordon Brown is just sat there, just waiting, like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do now? And he comes down, he slams the hairpins into his arms. And Gordon Brown yeah. leans forwards and then screams without moving his leg or his body or shoulders or anything. So it very much looks like he's leant over to confide something in Chang. But what he's <laughs> confiding is a scream. Just a sort of, ah! <laughs> come, come here, mate. Come here. Closer. Closer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, there was something. I I don't know if you have ever had this with uh, violence in movies, but mm. there's something which starts out as quite comical, and then right. my your brain shifts and goes, "No, actually, this is awful." Like, he's only acting in this crazy way because of the awful pain that he's going through. Yeah, um, I'm I'm trying to think of another example, but it's it's mm. the equivalent to when prosthetics sometimes look so obviously fake that they then become disgusting. <laughs> And, and ah, the Nightmare on Elm Street effect. The night, the Elm, the Elm effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. There's a bit, and I can't remember who sat on it, but there's two people sat on a tie, sort of carved. Who sat on this? Who sat on this? They're sat on a bench. Welcome to another round of. <laughs> <laughs> They're sat on a bench that's been carved of a Thai beach scene, and it's a pretty fucking beautiful bench. It's slightly painted as well, mm. I think. And it's just gorgeous, okay. and that's a lovely bit of set design. Oh, Great. Yeah. The the realization that Gosling is. Mm. A spoiled, jaded, cynical mm. piece of shit in this. It's it's still great for me. It happens over the course of about forty minutes, but mm. I, I just really enjoy. I I enjoy whether it was an intent, an intentional trick with the trailer or not. Mm. Um, the re- the realization that he is just is not a hero or even an anti-hero. He's mm. just a tosser. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. You found an epitaph at last. <laughs> <laughs> if I say it often enough, they'll use it for me. <laughs> Hero, villain, tosser. Just a prick. Just a bit of a prick, really. And that's all right. <laughs> um, now, look. <laughs> the fight choreography and the fight against Chang is pretty great. Yeah. And it's pretty fun. And, um, yeah, it's just... It's easy to enjoy. Uh, Reference films it well. And it's... it's 
a sort of effortless sort of supernatural thing from Chang where he's able to sort of predict all of the punches and sort of move out of the way yeah. and with minimal effort just sort of beat the living shit out of Gosling and it's yeah, yeah. it's still a really cool fight. <laughs> no, agreed. You can see there's not not too much control in the way Gosling's fighting as well and Yeah. It's just betraying him every step. Mm. <laughs> it's really good. I remember the first time I saw that and going, oh, yeah, great, the fight. And then just having my expectations smashed to <laughs> to bits as Chang yeah. beats him to a pulp. Yeah. And going, oh, it's this film. It would be, I mean, that's fairly standard, you know, that the hero gets the living shit kicked out of him at the halfway point only to come back stronger and challenge the uh, fighter again at the end. But I love the idea that you could have like a Rocky movie. Where having gone up mm. against uh, Mr. T, um, Rocky gets the shit be- shit mm. kicked out of him, and at the end of the movie comes and just apologizes to Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny though. I didn't. I don't think first watch I thought, oh yeah, he's gonna get the shit beaten out of him, and then he's gonna come back. Mm. From the way the way that it happened, I just thought, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it for him. <laughs> I thought he the same useless. thing during The Dark Knight Rises. I just thought, oh okay. Mm. This is going to be about how he's not going to get... rubbish Batman is. He's not going to get back from Gotham now. <laughs> how could he? It's impossible. Wait, wait. <laughs> what? No. Oh, bullshit. The really colourful hurt where Chang lives. Yeah, um, this is my next it's thing. A yeah. Beautiful aesthetic, just bright pastel colours. and yeah. Greens and blues. Suddenly Gosling turns up and he's beaten up. He's got a bruised face and swollen eye and he's covered yeah. in blood and he's dragging death into the house. It's such yeah. a horrible... Yeah conflict of of themes going mm. on um yeah it's it's a, it's a really visually visually memorable yeah. scene narrative narratively effective as well yeah i i think there's there's a shot in there that got that uh Refn was clearly quite proud of because he use, he stays on it for a while of this sort of layered effect where you have sort mm. of um there's a, there's a cut there's a motif throughout the film of sort of you know uh entryways within where entryways and here you've got multiple door frames framing the killer with his skull mask at the very back of the room and Gosling in the mm. forefront um, in the outermost yeah. layer, sort of, um, you know, screen left, sort of waiting for um, for Chang to return home or Chang's family to return mm. home. And that was a very, it was it was good. It was a nice layered shot. And I always enjoy framing like that, uh, particularly mm. when you draw attention to the sort of artifice of it by framing, actually framing the visuals that's really interesting gosling's gun had a great sound um and this is you know something i don't understand why so many films underplay gunshots it's just like why do you want to make the gunshot not too loud you know like you want yeah. gunshots to be sudden and abrasive and you know distracting and gosling's gun has been ed- sound edited to sound louder than other guns you know most notable in the scene where the hitman yeah. uh takes out the the wife, and then Gosling takes out the hitman. And it's just this yeah. blam, blam kind of sound. Very. There's a similar thing in Blade Runner 2049, actually. Maybe Gosling insists on it, that his gun makes a, <laughs> a more dramatic noise than anyone own. else. Yeah, noise later. He does it himself. You can see his mouth moving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> finally, then. The last thing to mention is Cliff Martinez's score.
um, a much more present score than his um, score for Drive, uh, which was um, also featured a bunch of pop songs, of course. Yeah, here he's got this sort of um, Eastern-tinged strings and interesting sort of noises and, yeah. you know, kind of droning um, menace and also sort of quirky surrealist kind of thing going on. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty fitting for the visuals we've got. Yeah, I do, I do like it. There's a there's a lot of droning in there that's very, again, just adds to the suffocating feeling, and yeah. it becomes more deeply sensory at that point. Just yeah. more about trying to cause a lot of unease in the <laughs> in the in the audience. Mm. Like a lot of winning winning ref and movies, it it's it's very driving. It yeah. drives a lot of uh, how very I driving. Oh, uh oh, spaghetti oh, and that was that was us <laughs> quick firing. How about the OG team? OG team. OG team. OG team. OG team. OG team. OG team. Just having a look. Just a little OG Full of it, mate. OG team. OG team. OGT. Nothing on Twitter. Okie dokie. Check Facebook. OGT. OG, OG, OGT. OGT, OGT. Flawlessly remembering the karaoke songs in this film, I might add. You're doing really well, man. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be on Facebook, so maybe I forgot, and it was just on Twitter. Check. So, um. Thanks, OGT. <laughs> Thanks, OGT. Sorry about but that. nothing. <laughs> Maybe next time, right here, <laughs> on One Good Thing. Now, this isn't a One Better Thing, because we don't do One Better Things on Defense Offs, but in addition to this, I would recommend checking out, first of all, Erase Ed, it's amazing and better than this. Um, <laughs> not really. It's very good as well, and you should check that out, and some of the other films we've mentioned. But also, this did remind me of You Were Never Really Here, in as much as you've got another guy who's sort of struggling mm. with his own capacity for violence. Um, and also yeah, okay. similarly sort of ethereal, wonderful score by, oh, uh, fucking Johnny Greenwood. Yes, the one. Yep, Johnny Greenwood. Um, mm. wonderful score, incredible visuals, sort of bizarre images. Um, yeah, I, I think you were you were never really it's here as another soundtrack. one to really um, to really check mm. out. It's fantastic. Hey, do you know what? <gasps> yes. Oh, well, there you go then. That was not quite the one better thing. That's another good thing. That's another good thing. Uh, Paul, how can people find out about all the other stuff that we do? Golly. So, um, hey, golly we have a Patreon. It's going to come up with that straight off the bat. I'm not going to dance around it this time. I'm not going to mince me words this time like a bloody... Mincer. Mincer of words. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul wanted to get to know me a little bit better, so he yeah, has started asking me some questions from personality quizzes. Just released uh, last week was, which movie serial killer are you? <laughs> which one is it? <laughs> Which one? So, it's got to uh, be one of them. Paul was impressed by the results, and I was two listeners at home. So <laughs> for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to exclusive content like Paul getting to know me better. We've got a whole bunch of personality quizzes in the pipelines, in the multiple pipelines that we own now. We sure do. Huge Patreon income. <laughs> Again, we've got, a, we've got a Paul's pitch. We've got a 50 Paul's yeah. uh, coming up. It's a lot of stuff. Oh. So you can do that. Thank you so much to everybody who's already subscribed. It's so amazing. Paul, did you want to mention some Patreon goals? Yes, I did. Um, thanks for reminding me of that. I completely <laughs> forgot. No worries. So um, we're going to do a little Let's Play. Mm. Um, I think Paul's got a few games in mind. We're going to do a few yeah. 
Paulie Paul Adventures. Yeah, so some... Slash be really fun, something to, to watch instead of listen to. And listen to, but mostly watch. Mostly an eye thing. Yeah. And Best... some of it's going to be me going, huh, is that... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Best experienced on mute. <laughs> like this podcast. <laughs> um, after, after that, uh, then we've got another couple of goals. One of which is a D&D roulette or a bit of an actual play thing going on. And then we're also going to have a bit of a fiasco, which <gasps> if yeah, which was introduced to us by friend of the show officially. Um, yeah. But in, in practice, less so. Jen Blundell. It was a lot of fun, and I think this would be a really, really, really good absolutely podcast idea. So if you want to have some improv fun with the pools, but not we're not going to call it improv because people go that raises expectations for me. Yeah, in, in my experience, expectations of having to laugh even when something isn't funny, <laughs> even though most of what we do is improv. That's definitely what this is. Um, You've just described us. Yeah, it's true. People do come in expecting very little, and I, <laughs> I do find that it helps. And we love so you for it. All of that and more. Thank you so much to the people who have already subscribed. And as soon as we hit those goals, we're going to be doing some really big things, which is really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're also on Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. You can send us an email at OGTPod at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, you can do that still. Um, iTunes is still allowing people to do that in spite of everything. Yeah. Uh, and it is a really good way of, um, of spreading the good O, good T word. And love. Out there. And the OG love. Which you can feel in your loins yeah. right now if you check. Just have a reach down there, you'll see it. Have a grope. You might need to make a, a wound yourself <laughs> and have a little gosly grope. Yeah, just have a gosly grope. In your own giblets. <laughs> I'm Paul Giblets. I'm a gosly grope. <laughs> and remember, uh, one of the good things about Only God Forgives, about Only Good Things Forgives, it still doesn't work. Some d- d- Fuck d- you, d- intro me, is... Defund the NHS. Defund the NHS. <laughs> oh, I'd pull it apart. Ding dong. Oh, Ding. Too, I didn't hear the door, but I was too busy. <laughs> Defunding the NHS. Yes, hello. Hello there. I'm, I'm collecting funds for the NHS. Oh, bloody lovely. Your boobs, that is. Defund the NHS. Why? <laughs> I, I've had to wait for 20 minutes to have my toe looked at. What was wrong with your toe? No, nothing. Well, he's playing David Mitchell. And um, he's really, really nailing that. Problem is, he's playing the author, David Michelin. <laughs> There's just no frame of reference. No, he's that's a very just not generally shy well man. And yet he fucking nailed it. No. <laughs> David Mitchell is a Victorian villain, complete with beard and ship yeah. and boat that he sails around Britain in, attacking coastal towns. Hi, everyone. It's Josh Gad here. We've had a lot of fun. I don't want anybody to get any, any wrong ideas about what's been, what's going to happen or what isn't going to happen. Let me just tell you, it's going to be fine. Look, I saw that movie, A Monster Calls, and that other movie, I Kill Giants, and I just want to make sure that you understand that there are real monsters in this one, guys. It's not a metaphor for your mother dying or anything like that. <laughs> I've seen monster. I've seen monsters. None of these are going to be useful going forward. I've seen Monsters, Inc., Put it out of your mind. Forget I even mentioned it. <laughs> forget it. Just forget it all. Although, it's kind of similar in the following ways. 
someone had to carefully draw these tits. These tits bouncing, bouncing up against each other. It's almost like that was a tit mum, um, (laughs) a titty mum. It's it's almost like those Newtons. uh, What do you call it? Like the little clacky balls that you put on on desks. (laughs) (laughs) I was also going to say, don't you remember the like turnip spirit? Is it the turnip, the radish spirit in? Spirited away. He had some big old titties. Yeah, I remember, though, isn't it? I remember. You're so confused, Takahasa. You didn't even make Spirited Away. <laughs> Get out of here. Confused. You came in for that one scene. Oh goodness. But otherwise, I'd be sitting down and reaching for things. Yeah. And like, like know, a looking knife. at my loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean my oh. cock because I'm so turned on by the cat. <laughs> Hello. Oi, 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 lass. I'm I'm a, a farmer. Your husband's fine. He's he's on his way home now. What are you What are you talking about? Why is a farmer in his on his phone? Why is he given Why has he gone to a farm and given his phone to a farmer? Why What could have ever persuaded him to do that? Oh well, I'm uh, recharging it for him in my farm. That doesn't make, doesn't make any sense. At all. Perhaps What's you've your got name? an outdated view of um, farming and farming manners. We're all wired for electricity here, you know. Didn't, didn't, you know. Right. What's, 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 what's your name? What's your address? I'm going to call an ambulance and the police and send them over there right now. What's no, your name? No, 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 no need for that. What's your name? I'm. I'm what's your name? I'm. F- I'm Jerry Farmhand. Okay, the I've got a policeman farmer. right here, and he said that's not a farmer's name. He knows every <laughs> farmer in London. <laughs> 